Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 77. We've had 77 of these weather podcasts, the first alert weather podcast. I want to welcome Camilla Ortiz. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Good. Good. That's good. <laughs> and Katie Zuniga, how are you, Katie? Still waking up, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Yeah, we worked a late shift. That happens. And you know who's missing? Jeff. He's gone. Where's Jeffy? Oh, you know, he sent me a text yesterday. He said, oh, I'll be flying in just a few minutes. So then oh. when we were texting with two other people, I said, oh, Jeff is busy. He's flying. He's taking lessons again today because he's, he's becoming a, not, I don't know if he's becoming a, would you say he's becoming a pilot? He's learning private to fly. Pilot. He's getting his pi private pilot License. Thank you. License. Yeah. Yes. License. Not license. Yeah. License. Yeah. And he said, nope, I'm on a regular plane headed somewhere. So he's got kind of a long weekend, a, a very long weekend. So he's not going to yeah. be joining us this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. Anyway, <laughs> episode 77. So uh, we should have fun. I've got the fire going here. It was kind of a cool morning. Temperatures mm -hmm. down in the 30s. And, uh, you know, that's just normal. We've had so many warm mornings this fall so far. So we've kind of got our outline right there, folks. We're going to talk about several things this week. Rainy weather. It rained a lot last yeah. weekend. Yeah, we'll cover those numbers. First alert weather day recap. Eh, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, slow weather pattern ahead. Kind of quiet, at least for now. Um, we've got a ski season approaching. This is the time of the year. I forget, um, you two, do you two ever or have you ever in the past skied or snowboard? Did? Yes. yes. Yep. You both have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is that time of the year when the excitement ramps up, waiting for snow. Maybe oh, people yeah. have their brand new skis. They're, they're, they're waxing the boards. Oh. My son does that out in the shop. So uh, mm -hmm. we'll take a look at that. Um, and then the weather term of the week. Hey, folks, bonus. We have two, not one, but two weather terms of the week. What do you think about that? Oh, we're going Party crazy time. about Jeff. Pretty exciting. <laughs> are, are we going to get by without Jeff? I don't know. We're going to try. All right. So let me, let me hide this. Let's go to the rain. There we go. Mm -hmm. Anybody got any thoughts oh, on this? Looks wet, doesn't it? Jeez. <laughs> I love it. That love was it. Uh, Halloween. Yeah, Katie, you were out for Halloween. It was dry. Yes. It was chilly, but it was dry. It was dry. And then here comes the rain. The first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and Saturday, seventh. Sunday, Monday. That's just so awesome. wet. Yeah. Really wet. And uh, so, so we ended up so far for the month. It's dry today, this morning. Uh, if you're listening to this in the afternoon, of course, it starts raining, we think, 3, 4, 5 p.m. Not a ton of rain, but it should rain. And then uh, we've had four inches of rain for that first week of the month. But in typical November, I remember typical is an average of 30 years. All right. In typical November, we'd have an inch or so. But last November, look how wet last November was. It was uh, hmm. uh, 2.98 inches of rain. So, so um, we, we only yeah. have an inch and a half to go to hit a normal November number, right? Isn't it about five right. and a half? There wow. it is. In fact, you asked, there I deliver. Is. There I you go. I got all the graphics ready to go. You <laughs> like those leaves? That's what it looks like outside right Beautiful. now with those leaves. Yeah. Oh, the fall color this year has been mind-blowing. Yeah. It has. It's been beautiful. Yeah. There's a spot where I drive down, uh, kind of down the hill, and it seems like there are more, the big leaf maples are kind of, well, kind of like these yellow leaves on the graphic there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just just like bright, bright yellow, especially if the sun shines through them. And it's mm -hmm. only for about a week each year. But yeah, it's really bright. And Highway 26 coming through the tunnel. A lot of you viewers have probably noticed coming through the tunnel and going up through Sylvan or the other direction. The bright yellow maples up against the dark green Douglas firs. Mm -hmm. 
really pretty. You're right. Yeah. So and good I have this a year. tree in my front yard. I honestly I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of tree it is exactly, but it felt like we woke up one day, it was green, green, and we woke up one day and all of a sudden it looked like that. Like it wasn't like a gradual turn. It just really turned on just like that. We walked out and we were like, wait, where'd that come from? It just <laughs> boom, it was done. Ready yeah, to drop. Really nice. Nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I'm embarrassed to say two weeks ago when we I had that Across the bottom of the seven day, that was my idea that said, hey, peak colors in Portland area, typically mm-hmm. the third oh. week of October. And that is true, but I was about two weeks off. Yeah. 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 That's okay. It happens. Uh, <laughs> okay. Look at these numbers. Second wettest November start. Um, 1980. Point, yeah. 2023. So we've got 3.94. Yeah, you're right. 5.45 inches is that typical November number. Mm-hmm. Of course, some November is a lot more. Um, 2006. What was it that you said to me last mm-hmm. night when we, we were talking about this and you, I, I was, I, I, I'm going to be honest here. I was half listening because I was working on something. What? <laughs> you were fully engaged in my conversation? I Let's be honest, Katie. We're usually only half listening to Mark when he's talking. <laughs> Come on. It had something to do with, we were talking about the first week and all that rain that we got. And then you said something about, it's not likely. And that's all I remember. It was it not likely that we'll have another week like that or not likely? Do you remember when you were talking about that? We were looking at the potential for rain with the next system and it not oh. being much. Oh, right. Do you remember I, what that comment was? I think was? I know where I was headed. I mean, there were many thoughts in my head at that time or at any time, <laughs> which causes trouble. But um, I think what I said was, well, that goes right with this graphic. It's almost like we coordinated this, but we did not. Um, so you look at those top five uh, rainfall years, the first week of the month. And I went back, and I think this is just before I talked to you, Katie. I looked at each of those years, and the other four years here were all way above normal once we got to the end of the month. I think uh-huh. 1980, 80, 84, 83, they all had like six, eight, or nine inches of rain at the end of the month. Wow. So well above yeah. average. And then uh, 2006, of course, was the biggie. That one ended up with about a foot of rain. That Was that our wettest November ever? I think it was. Or it was one of the wettest. Yeah. And for those that are just listening, the numbers that we're looking at here. Right. So 1983 had just a little more than three inches. 1984 had 3.1. 1980 had 3.2. This year we're at 3.94. And then 2006 was six and a half inches. A typical yeah. November's five and a half. I, I tend to forget. We're sitting here looking at the graphics. A lot of you are listening. Yeah. In fact, I yep. listen on the way to work just to, you know, it's not a. Uh, narcissistic thing. I just listened to see how the podcast sounded, how our product sounded. Um, and so I, I sometimes forget, but um, yeah, thanks for describing that, Katie. That was good. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I have just another sure graphic that goes with this. Oh, this one. There we yeah. go. All right. So yeah, um, look at that. here's a map, folks. What we're seeing is a map which shows the the a bunch of rainfall totals for that first week from Kelso all the way down to Salem. Kelso about four inches, Salem three and a half inches. Um, you know what's interesting in the valleys here, the numbers are pretty uniform, weren't they? You know, a lot of times we mm-hmm. are, you know, more yeah. like, more diversity in numbers, but uh, it looks like everybody in the valleys was between three and a half and four and a half inches of rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to see. You know, having lived here and grown up here, I never paid attention to the totals, and so now that I'm looking at all these things, seeing what areas where the temperature variations are, right. who gets more rain, and things like that, to me, it's just fascinating to start playing it together in my head and looking at where I am now. Like uh, a couple nights ago, or a couple days ago, Nora was saying she was driving into work and it was sunny behind her, and then cloudy in front of her. And I think the hill that I'm on in the Westland area, 
um, I think we have a bit of a rain shadow effect when everything is really low because on my side of the hill, over on the other side of, uh, yeah, over in that area, mm-hmm. it's like it was sunny. But then as soon as I went down um, the freeway to 205 and I, or to I-5, it was all cloudy and, and rainy and I had to use my windshield wipers. And so it was just interesting to see those microclimates right. in action mm-hmm. just right in here, like places right. that are more than a mile or two miles apart. It was crazy. And you yeah. see that anywhere in elevation gets more rain typically. We oh, talked easy, about this yeah. last week during the big uh, – we, when we talked about the, the 50 years of Portland rainfall stats, metro area rainfall, and any hills get a little bit wetter. And you see the coast range and the coast, Canada Beach, over six inches during that first week. Sandy, almost seven inches. Corbett, six and a half inches. And then we talked about this one last week. Woo-hoo! Remember this? Was it you, Camilla, or was it Katie? <laughs> yeah. for, only one of you was there. Yeah, you said uh, – you were like sheep something, sheep heaven, sheep. Careful, careful. There's a lot of SHs going on here. Um, yes. Sheep Canyon. Sheep Canyon. What there is in there, I didn't put this one on, Swift Creek. There's oh, a Sheep yeah. Canyon, oh, yeah. Swift Creek. These are snow tail sites run by the, uh, oh gosh, USGS, but it's uh, Conservation Resource, NRCS. That's it. And for snowpack. But they help yep. with rain as well. And June Lake, always a really wet place. So this, folks, is awesome. shows you why we have a temperate rainforest on the West Coast. Really mm-hmm. wet stuff. What you're seeing there, folks, is uh, Sheep Canyon near, on the southwest slopes of Mount Hood. Oh, Mount St. Helens. 10.9 inches of rain. And June Lake, 13.3 inches. So really, really wet. So awesome. um, we'll talk about, you know, in a moment, once I get my other graphics going here, we'll talk about the uh, drier weather that we're seeing and we'll see coming up. But um Let's talk about first alert weather day, huh? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I wasn't feeling well during that time. I saw the chatter kind of going through right. our group text, but I want you guys to explain to me <laughs> what the setup was and why right. you did this and then where it went because I kind of missed this whole shenanigan. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. So we use first alert weather days now. We, we hadn't had one since way back during the heat wave in August. So we mm-hmm. use these very sparingly. When we say, hey, tomorrow's going to be a first alert weather day, and, I, and we did this on Sunday for really late in the day Sunday and into Monday because we saw well, – I'm sorry, just in general, first alert weather days is to grab your attention to say, hey, this is something a little bit different. This may disrupt your life. Now, when it's a serious first alert weather day like a snowstorm or if we had a huge flood um, or a huge windstorm, we say, hey, this could be dangerous or deadly. But this mm-hmm. one, it was pretty clear. What we said is um, – and I'll show you in a few moments – here, but um, we said, hey, we've got the usual showers and sun breaks pattern, but there's enough lifting. We were seeing um, very unstable air, unstable air, lots of lightning offshore. It appeared that this could be the setup this time of the year in the fall where we get not only downpours with some hail or thunder, but we also might see a funnel cloud, maybe a weak tornado. We've seen those just uh, back in early October, about a month ago, we saw one in the center. Or uh, I think more likely, what I thought would be more likely, I should say, water spouts offshore. And the weather service was saying the same thing. We were all, all the meteorologists around, were, we were seeing this um, kind of a side note. It was going to be rainy. We had all the rain. That's not why we had a first alert weather day up. And, and the wind was not going to be that strong. We said, this was a graphic I showed in my weather blog post on Sunday, breezy south wind gusts 25 to 35 uh, during the daytime on Monday. So it was pretty clear cut. Let me do just one more here. That was the graphic we showed. And then... Specifically, we made it very clear here. What you're seeing here, folks, is just something I put in my blog in bold. I'm just going to read it. So Mm -hmm. I said, so, uh, quote, 
So the big message here is that there's absolutely no need to freak out, comma, get anxious, comma, or change your plans. Then in caps, but you should be paying extra close attention to the weather the next 24 hours or so. Make sure you get warnings on your phone. Da, 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 da. So my point was just pay a little extra attention. So I think we made that pretty clear, not only on digital, but uh, on on air, right? Camilla, you yeah. were on that evening. Yeah. I, and I think that was fair to say, you know, like you said, the, the ingredients were there. The setup was there to get something a little bit more exciting. But, you know, the fact that we didn't, uh, I think it was still good to give people the heads up, you know, just, I mean, imagine if you're outside, you know, doing a picnic with your family and all of a sudden there's a, a funnel cloud or something that pops right. up, you would want to know. So, um, yeah, but we did see, so I went on air Sunday night would have been kind of the onset, right. Of all of this. Right. Um, and there was quite a bit of lightning on the radar. Like you mentioned offshore, a, a lot of it was not it was. pushing inland, but it was, I mean, it was lighting up over the Pacific ocean. So it was kind of fun to watch that. And I remember on the Shiloh Inns camera and Seaside, uh, lots of flashing happening in the distance. So, um, yeah, yeah we just didn't get a ton active. of, didn't get a ton of action inland. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be better. I feel, you know, I feel like we're pretty cautious. We don't try and, you know, sound alarms when they're not needed, but I would rather of us had said, Hey, just pay attention rather mm -hmm. than not said anything at all. And then something happened uh, yeah. to me. I figure that's the lesser of two evils is just pay attention. But no, eh, it, you know, it's yeah. there. Yeah. That and, whole taco ingredient thing. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. And, and I was thinking that um, we did have, for the record, there was one water spout. One. So that's it actually right. was not a sad water spout, but it was also 300 miles away on the southern Oregon coast, a little bit out of our <laughs> viewing area. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have no I have no guilt with that one. I feel that it was a good mm -hmm. call. And to be honest, since we're all friends here on the podcast, right? We were okay. kind of covering covering our butts a little bit too. I was I just thought you yeah. know what I don't want to not have a first alert weather day and have a and tornado show up somewhere in Vancouver. You know, even if it's a right. late one. Like hey, it, yeah, it was no biggie. I think if we, it's all about the communication. We were very clear with our newsroom. Don't blow this up. This is not a big storm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I, I'm fine with that. We'll see when we get another first alert weather day. I sure don't see one coming up because it looks very quiet, folks. In the next yeah. week or so. Oh which wait. I'll cover. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. One other, just one other thought with that. I, yep. cause I think at one point we were talking about this in the weather center. Can you explain why we tend to get the right setup when we have that strong southerly flow for oh, tornadoes sure. and those sorts of things? Cause I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Behind these fronts is we have a cool and unstable air mass come in. We've got the scattered showers. So uh, that's a lot of, there's a lot of lifting there. So specifically in the Valley and I suppose along the coastline too, um, as a low pressure approaches, moves by, we see the wind turn southerly in the valley and also southerly along the coast. But overhead, the wind is a little more westerly. So if you can imagine, I don't have anything here to, I could have had a graphic for that, but I don't. But um, southerly in the valley, if air is rising, if it's one direction in the valley, but overhead, it's another, dire oops, another direction, um, there'd be kind of a twisting motion introduced. And so that you get that twist in the atmosphere, a little rotation and then terrain can do it as well. We've talked about this on the podcast before that um, there are theories that the West Hills introduce a little extra roll as the air goes over them and heads towards Clark County, kind of the lowlands mm -hmm. along the Columbia. So that may be why we tend to see a, quote, tornado alley 
in Clark in County, the in the Flatlands. Yeah. Careful, you Careful. can't say Tornado Alley. Come on, oh, yeah. especially he, he to, did on air when oh especially to somebody yes. from Nebraska. Yeah, get yeah. out of here with that. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that the when we had the one tornado, and then when that tornado warning went up, like the next mm-hmm. day or a couple days later, we had a graphic where he showed, you know, our tornado season and where our tornado alley actually is. So we, we oh. did. We talked about it. That's Flatlands so of Clark County. Yeah, I just so want to hug you guys here in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Oh, and then the other thing I'll add, I think it was Sunday night. We had an adorable, very excited viewer call the newsroom and very oh. excitedly report that he saw some lightning uh, close to his house. And oh. I just, I mean, the fact that people call into newsrooms to report lightning here is just, I just want to squeeze you. It's so cute. So that's Squeezes how I feel hugs. about snow. That's how I feel about snow. Okay. Yep. I, I lived in the Sierra Nevadas at yep. Donner Summit. And so when, when, when we get like a dusting of snow and schools close down for the week, I'm like, Oh, you I know. Right. Yeah. And people are sending in pictures of the little dusting on their patio and you're like, Oh, yeah. people love it. It's great though. Yeah. I get it. Cause it's exciting. It's, so it's all good mm-hmm. too. This is not yeah. normal here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, fun. so just to compare the rain that we had with the, the the that big 2006 rain that you saw the wettest first week of November we've ever seen brings back the memories for the old folks like me. Um, <laughs> this is what we're looking at here is a graphic of maximum 24-hour rainfall in in the first week of November in 2006. And Portland had two and a half inches of rain in one day, Corvallis three and a half inches, and then look at those mountain totals. Oh, this was a like classic goodness. Pineapple Express atmospheric river very early in the season, about the earliest we ever see them. Welch's five inches in one day. The uh, Mount wow. test site, bottom of the Poochie lift, all rain, 5.5 inches in one day. And look at Tillamook, 4.3 inches. June Lake, 15 inches in a day. Dang. I think I've got something to go with that one. Hang on. Uh, this one, yeah. Um, Lee's Camp in the Coast Range. That's Highway 6 as you go over the Coast Range and head down towards Tillamook. You're heading over there to get your cheese or your um, ice cream, right? Um Lee's camp, 14.3 inches. I think that's still the state record for 24-hour rainfall. That's in one day, folks. So that caused flooding on the Wilson River, and that was the highest uh, flood on record. So that was a huge amount of water coming down the Wilson River. So that caused quite a bit of flooding. And uh, and right here, here are the totals for that week. Uh, I guess it would be, yeah, seven days, November 2nd through the 8th in 2006. And those blue areas in the Cascades... 15 inches or more of rain in a week. And you see a few. Oh, remember, I'm a little colorblind. That, is that kind of a pinkish color? The 20 yeah, inches? Reddish, reddish magenta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I got purple. Th- You're talking about purple. And then there's the red, which <sighs> is 25 inches. Well, therein lies our problem there because we don't, we are talking about different things because we see different things. Oh, <laughs> communication issues. Um, yeah. So let's just say that the, the lowest color there, that is kind of a reddish, more of a reddish sort of thing. 25 yes. inches. Yep. There were spots in the coast range, uh, uh, North Cascades of Oregon, South Cascades of Washington that picked up 25 inches of rain in that week. In one week. Wow. Yeah. So luckily it was the first, I think ground started pretty dry before that. If we had that in midwinter after we'd already had a bunch of wet weather, this would have been a tremendous flood and there. And there was a lot of damage. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, um, White River, um, Highway 35, total washout from the White River okay. Canyon because up there on Mount Hood, we had uh, a glacier that was uncovered, you know, no real snow had fallen yet that season. And then, 
you know, five, eight, 10, 15, 20 inches of rainfalls on that snow. And so we had a glacial outburst flood. This area does have a history of that, but that is the Highway 35 overpass, a picture from ODOT that year. And look Jeez. how the rocks are just stacked up, tons and tons of rocks. So the foundations of the bridge were washed away. Portions of the highway were also washed out on the north side of Highway 35, north of Mount Hood Meadows. So Mount Hood Meadows was cut off for a month. Wow. They could not Jeez. open. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And in fact, this was Thanksgiving. Huh. I think this was a Thanksgiving oh, yeah. weekend. Yeah. I remember grabbing this picture. Um, snow, what wow. you're seeing here is all the buses from Mount Hood Meadows parked. There's snow up to the windows. So there's probably <laughs> five feet of snow on the ground and they can't go anywhere and nobody can get there really because um, the highway is closed. ODOT worked really hard. Even now, when you go on Highway 35, if you're um, when you're coming up from the Hood River side, that whole last kind of straight stretch, you can see so much work on each side where they just put in huge diversion channels there, tons of rock work. Um, and if here's a let's see, do I have this? Yeah, this is I, I got to give Drew Jackson, who we used to work here, credit. He put this presentation together. I'm grabbing these graphics from him. This is back in a, to our local AMS chapter. And what you see is the largest observed Mount Hood debris flows uh, over the last, you know, 40 years or so. And you see, yeah, a million cubic yards of debris came down on the White River in 2006. But there's a history of these debris flows coming down from these glaciers. That's just what happens in mountains, all right, all around the mm -hmm. world. 2000, there had been a big one on the White River. But notice it's, uh, they tend to be in November. Oh, they all are. November or September, October, November. Yeah. Um, December. Mm -hmm. October, that one in 1980 does it surprise you i remember a bunch of these not at all <laughs> no uh 1980 christmas christmas flood 1980 i remember driving from mount angel where i uh grew up and then we drove up to hood uh no uh, portland and there was just water all over the place and um yeah it, that washed out highway 35 i think somebody died there along highway 35 wow. i think it washed out two bridges in the hood river valley so there is a history Jeez. of these of these events along the White River. But yeah, that 2000 flood was um, was something else. So we don't see anything like that coming up. As I stop my graphics here, I'm gonna take a look at the, I've got some 500 millibar maps for you. But I can't Exciting. really think and talk at the same time. So talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, did you notice anything? Let's see, yesterday, we were looking at maps yesterday, Katie, and yeah, there's just not a whole lot going on, right? Kind of quiet. The only thing that uh, that stood out to me is we talked about a split system and a potential for a cutoff low, which we've talked about right. before, that cutoff low weather person woes, because those are tricky. Oh, nice. Well played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that the models have been all over the place since I've been back with it'll rain Saturday, it'll rain Sunday, no, it'll rain Monday, no, it'll rain Tuesday, no, it's yeah. gonna be Saturday. Like it just feels like everything is just kind of going, we can't, we can't come right. together, you know, on this one. So it's, it's been mm. a tricky, it's a tricky well, system. We can come together. Here's my segue. We can come together and say we don't see any snow at the lower elevations, right? Yeah. True. Yes. You absolutely. do see this graphic, right? You're seeing the yes. earliest yes. snowfall. Earliest snow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Earliest snow in Portland, uh, officially at the airport. The earliest we've had measurable snow is November 11th. So that would be, I don't Two know. Two days. Today. Today's, yeah, the, today's the ninth. Man, yeah. time is flying. Okay. Yeah. yeah on the ninth. So um, yeah, the records there go back to 1940. Now downtown Portland, weather records go back much further in time, back to the late 1800s. And there was 0.6 inch on October 29th, 1935. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of snow. And I think both Salem and somebody else in the metro also had snow that day or within a day or two of that. It was a real cool system that came through. So mm. someday I suppose that could happen. 
if it was an El Nino or La Nina? No idea. We should check so that the out. quick answer there is no. That would no, be I don't know offhand. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should, I'm, cu- I'm curious about that now. Because we talked about um, when we were doing all the El Nino, La Nina talks is that when we're in the El Nino, most of our weather happens in the beginning part of the season as the system, you know, as the jet stream is right. splitting. So right. if I was to guess, I would say those were El Nino years because it was so early. Could but, be. Could be, although Could some be. Novembers are kind of quiet in El Nino years. We'll see how this one plays out. Yeah, um, yeah okay, so hardcore. Here's a 500 millibar map. You're looking at just the, mm-hmm. uh, these are the heights around 18,000 feet. And uh, the warmer colors are higher heights. The cooler colors are lower heights. And we kind of have, you can see my little hand, right, moving through, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay, so we have a weak trough. This is the forecast for this evening, 10 p.m. this evening. So, yeah, there's a little weak trough passing through. We've got some rain for your Thursday evening, Friday morning. Uh, but then after that, let's go to, oh, yeah, so we got exactly a little bit of like rain today. Last night. Yeah, and tomorrow, oh, that's from last night. It is, okay. As I say, it looks exactly it's, like it did last it night. It is graphic <laughs> from last night. Hmm. I wasn't going to get up that early. Um, and then this is, See, oh, yeah. There so there it is. Sorry, I got excited. Oh. Oh, Katie, you're, yes. you're, Katie, she you have sees something that to share? Potential no, no, you're, not, you're on the wrong, you're on the, yeah, you're on Katie the wrong graphic. The back, it was the one before it. <laughs> you've raised your hand. Okay. So then this is um, Sunday, like school teacher. This is Sunday and you see a, a much deeper trough approaching, right? Look how impressive it looks like. Ooh, this is headed towards us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, at Monday night. Look at that. Look at what's going on here. So it's not coming in as a full trough early next week. Uh-uh. It's splitting and going down here. That's what we call sometimes a split flow. All right. Yep. So do I have all the way to next Thursday? That is Tuesday. Do I have Thursday? I do not. No, I brought everything to a halt. Sorry, I only went through Monday. Um, but the point is we see this split flow, which means this thing is that upper level trough is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, headed towards California. They're looking for their first rain event of the season, which is good for them, right? Kind of ends their mm-hmm. fire season chance. And so when we get this split flow, we tend to, as Katie alluded to, it's like we, it's really tough to forecast because if, a, if a, a strong system is kind of approaching and then it rips apart or reforms down to the south, uh, models are going to have issues with um, how much rain we're going to get. When does the rain show up? Oops, does it go more into California first and delays it by a day or half a day here? Um, yeah. I do know in this pattern, we tend to get very weak systems always. We don't get big, impressive rainfalls in this setup. And that seems to be the pattern through, what's today? Today's, we're recording this on Thursday the 9th. So it seems to be the pattern through at least, oh, like the 17th, 18th, that next weekend. So that's why we think it'll be pretty quiet coming up here for the next week and a half. I just don't see anything mm-hmm. too too impressive showing up on the maps. You kind of get like when the, they cut off like that, like the, the wraparound, which I kind of like. Right like into like a garden hose where you're just kind of waving it and the water just kind of lands where it will. It's hard to predict where it's going to land, but you know, it's coming and you know, yeah. it's, you know, mm-hmm. scattered, but how much and where and when that's the hard and part to figure out. Now, that's a good analogy. I have another one is uh, leftovers are never as good as the real thing, which actually Riel, our anchor and I were talking last night. That's not always true, but um, I was going to say, case, sometimes that's not true. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the analogy is that, you know, of, California gets the brunt of the rain and then we just mm-hmm. kind of get the leftovers. Sometimes we get in a southerly flow and we just get leftover light showers. Um, so yeah, that's not as good. And we don't get, you know, real systems in this case, if, mm-hmm. if most of the action is going into the South, but you're right. You know, I was saying, I made this great clam chowder once and, or any sort of soup. Usually the flavors mm-hmm. blend in the second day. It's better. 
So you're right. Agreed. I feel that way about potato salad. You need to let yes. the potato salad sit for a day so those flavors can, you know. Mm-hmm. Agree. So here's the anomaly <laughs> for the next 10 days from the GFS. This is from last night's run. You haven't seen this yet unless you got mm-hmm. up really early. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, but I saved this one. And, and you can see a 10-day anomaly um, of precip, QPF, which includes snow, of course, and below average in Oregon and Washington, above average in California. That's the GFS. This is the gem model. Same thing. Look at that. Really dry to the north or drier than normal? Actually, nobody's dry in this case. Just drier than yeah. normal because typically we're pretty wet up here and drier in California. California, wetter than normal. And the euro. Euros, uh, does this go out? Yeah. T- I said 10 days. That's not true. This is 15 days. This mm-hmm. is 15 right there. QPS. A little more mixed here yeah. on the euro because there's a lot of rain early on here in the 15-day period in Canada. Eh, a little drier than normal in the northwest. A little wetter than normal in California. So kind of a mix. The point line is, of all that is, is everybody gets at something, but it's mm-hmm. less for us and more for California. That's kind of right. like the common thread. Right. That's the trend. Yep. Yeah. So yesterday we did our first ski and snowboard forecast, or, you know, t- uh, temperatures at, uh, you know what? This graphic is incorrect. It says Timberline Uh-oh. temps. Um, usually I have that as, gov- those are government camp temperature forecasts that I put in there. That's fine. Just to subtract a few degrees. But yeah, so we just, in this setup, we're not going to get significant snow in the Cascades, uh, at least for now, for the next eight days or so. So through the end of next week. So clearly we're not going to have skiing this weekend, but that would be unusual anyway on the, what, 10th, 11th and 12th. But yeah. could we get, could we get snow, uh, you know, skiing started on the, what would that be? The, the 18th, 19th, right in there, that, that next weekend of the month, the weekend before Thanksgiving. I think that's very unlikely as well. Hmm. When does Timberline typically open? I know at Mount at Bachelor they usually try and open the the day after Thanksgiving. Bachelor seems more like a standard kind of a destination resort. I've noticed they always aim for Thanksgiving, like they give that date. Hmm. The other yeah. ski areas are going to open as soon as they have enough snow and as soon as you know they can get the employees there. So gotcha. uh, if if so we would have had two feet of snow last week, They'd ski areas would have been open this weekend or at least partially open. If we would have had three feet of snow, like right around, you know. the if this would have been all snow, all this precipitation, we had three feet. I can guarantee a Meadows and Timberline and maybe Ski Bowl would have had at least some terrain open. Because, you know, the two. deal is they will open as soon as they have um, snow because the excitement is there. Whereas when yeah. there's 10 feet of snow on the ground in late April and it's partly cloudy, the excitement kind of it doesn't go away totally. But, you know, people have had their fun and they're ready to move on to spring. Uh-huh. So they really yeah. want to get going as soon as they can. I think that's kind of the message as as possible, with those but... ski areas. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't see a setup for that. Um, I'm going to, I got to line, line up my other graphics here. Cause I got just a few more, um, or is that it? Actually, that's my last graphic. What's, what's oh, on the list here? The weather term. Is it weather time? Term. It's it time. is time. Wait, let me get this here. All right. Here we go. <laughs> um, so we're going to do two weather terms of the week. <clears throat> One of these you already know. So let's just do it. So the weather term of the week is stratiform. 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 One word. Um, It's having extensive, I'm just going to read the glossary of meteorology definition here. It's having extensive horizontal development, you know, horizontal, not vertical, as opposed to the more vertical development that is characteristic of convection. Convection is like when the air is rising, the big puffy clouds, and we can get downpours out of that thunderstorms. Stratiform clouds cover large areas, but show relatively little vertical development. So, Stratiform precipitation, rain or snow, uh, in general, is relatively continuous and uniform in intensity, i.e. steady rain versus showers. 
Stratiform mm-hmm. clouds would be very kind of flat, boring clouds. Like that would that would be what's what would be coming in this afternoon ahead of that weather system. Stratiform clouds. The clouds we had um, when we had those downpours over. The, well, yeah, when we had the downpours over the weekend, we had great vertical development, and the radar looks much more intense. Maybe a good way to think of it is, um, and I got this from a coworker year like twenty something years ago. Um, stratiform precipitation would be like wall to wall carpeting, covers mm-hmm. everything but can be boring and um, and non-stratiform or like convection would be more like showers, which is more like uh, um, I've got a hard surface here and there's little throw rugs. Right. You like? That's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little home decor reference there. Yeah. Any strata, <laughs> any stratiform thoughts here? We got any, <laughs> I just, I, I, I think that was a good term because I remember Monday night when things were kind of just meh instead of being exciting. Yeah. The text from the text from you, Mark was, ah, it's been so stratiform. And you're like, what? So, I was so nerdy. I was like, but I knew what you meant. It's just, you know, nice. it's just kind of the typical rain that we always see. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we weren't getting the um, we weren't getting the convection, the big up and right. down motion. We were getting some, but it just wasn't that impressive. And it was more stratiformy. Yeah. Stratiformy, yeah. I'm sure is not stratiformy. a word. Stratiformy. Okay, you ready for now. the second one? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Okay, second one is, this is not an official term, but it came up the other night during the newscast. Gully washer. Oh. Have you ever heard that term? I have. Yes. yes. <laughs> you have heard the term. This yeah. is funny because Nora Hart, God bless Nora Hart. She's like the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, golly washer. She'd never heard that term. And she had even spent time in Texas. I don't mean like in a prison. She she didn't do time. She she was in Texas and she was two years in, in Amarillo. Oh, no. Lubbock. No. What's the other place where they herd up the cattle? Amarillo, I don't know. I'm Lubbock. distracted because now I'm picturing like a hardened Nora Hart in like a prison <laughs> uniform. God, a new orange. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she spent time down there. Abilene. I'm sorry, Abilene. That's oh, where she nice. spent two years. She's from here. She goes, I've never heard that term. So gully washer just means big downpour. It's a short, mm-hmm. heavy rainstorm. I will use it. This is kind of just a, a, a kind of kind of a what's the term? It's a sort of um, um, I don't want to say anecdotal. It's just kind of a homespun term. Yeah. Is that right? well, when, and when I think of gully washer, I think of like a gully, like a drain or something, and it's washing it out. Right. It's like a big of a rain. A big burst of it, and, and then, then it's, it's over. done. Yeah. yeah. So you're just kind of yeah. cleaning things out, and then you're done. It's not like a Washes steady... out the gully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I looked it up, exactly. it, it says it's a regional, kind of a Midwest or Western USA thing. Mm. Um, yep. it, it can be used in slang. It said people or things that come from the street could be like, you're tough, you're rugged, you're gangsta, or you might be gully. Oh. I've never heard that, but. Um, Wait. Gully so is you know, supposed to mean as in like tough or not tough? Tough, hard. Oh, yep. gully on the street. <laughs> I guess so. That's I, I read it there. I believe so you. That's I just not don't a weather know term that, in that case. I don't know that I'd use that in that context. Well, I don't <laughs> no, think I'll be using so that on the air either. It's so gully. <laughs> so gully. Um, anyway, so that's your two weather terms of the weekend, and I don't have anything else. I mean, I think I guess it's time to wrap things up. We've had fun. We've yeah, got yeah. kind of a boring week ahead. We'll be joining you again later next week for our pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, pre-thanksgiving um uh, podcast so that should be fun yeah we'll get to recap yeah. how this uh, split system worked for us yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah we'll see how we'll talk about the split system that, that was exciting <laughs> all right well hey thanks for joining us thanks both to uh, katie zaniga and camilla Ortiz. thank you very much mm-hmm. we're gonna have a great time uh, the next few days looking at those split, <laughs> split flow systems 
and thank you for joining us. Don't forget, you can either get it, uh, you can go on our webpage and look at the uh, visual, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, we have the audio form, which is what I listen to. And of course, we have the video form on our webpage. Just go to the weather section and it's kind of a, a second link down there. So have a great day and we'll see you later. Hold up, you're waiting and hesitating and tell us, please tell us.